You're listening to a Big Finish production, and that's a fact. This is the Big Finish podcast, official release date 18th of February 2018. Yes, he's back with a voice. It's Nick Briggs. Hooray. And I'm Benji Clifford, who had a voice all along. Hooray again. Yes, I've, my cold is virtually gone. There's nothing better than that, that great feeling. It's, it's like emerging from a, uh, a tomb, isn't it? When breathing the air for the first time and thinking, I can breathe again. Especially at yes. night when you lay down and you think, oh, I don't have to, to negotiate yeah. how I'm going to sleep tonight. It just happened from the cold tomb of Sutek. The, the cold tomb of Sutek. <laughs> yes. I can't do Sutek's voice and just sort of very on mic and slightly <laughs> lippy like that. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like he's eating a, mm. a a marathon, which would have been appropriate for oh, the time. They're called Snickers now, of course. They are indeed. I'll bring Sutek's gift of Snickers. <laughs> that wasn't him who said that anyway sorry I'm getting all my quotes wrong <laughs> yes and if you don't know already we at Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the finest audiobooks and audio drama currently occupying your central cortex but you knew that anyway Doctor Who Torchwood Blake 7 you name it go on name it now buck up do it <laughs> do it and so much else besides Dracula Frankenstein H.G. Wells Shakespeare and our new range of Big Finish Originals seven original drama series coming out between now and next autumn and just for the hell of it here's a clip from one of them at a girl uh, yeah coming very very soon uh, a brand new clip of it Badum. Are you ready, Officer Coyne? As ready as I'll ever be. Good. For the final part of your test, I would like you to take off and ascend to a height of 600 feet, which you will maintain throughout. You will then make a loop around the church spire before landing within 150 yards of the control room. I'll be right here behind you for the whole thing. Very good, sir. Right. From the beginning. Hot-tempered MP fancies girls. H for hydraulics. Turn on the power valve. T for trim. Elevator and rudder neutral. Throttle friction. Mixture rich. Pitch fully fine. Flaps up. G. Oh, God. What's G? G. G for girls. Gauges. Gauges. Check pressure and temperature. All fine. Okay. Chops away. Straighten up. Little left rudder pedal. Okay, nearly there. Open up the throttle. Stick back and we're up. Coming up in this podcast, Star Trek Deep Space Nine star Chase Masterson is Vienna, that sassy assassin. Uh, that's a great word to say, sassy assassin. Uh, now in her fourth series for Big Finish. And Chase is our featured guest star, interviewed by Vienna director Scott Handcock. 
and the latest series Vienna Retribution also features in our 15-minute drama tease at the end of this podcast. Nice. And naturally, all your favourite podcast thingies will be here. Here they are. Hello. Hello. I'm a podcast thingy. Uh, in a moment. <laughs> that was very weird. In a moment, the Big Finish news. That'll be followed by listeners' emails, which Benji loves. I do. I do. Then later, the Randomoid Selectron and a roundup of our latest releases. Oh, and we'll be announcing the result of our Martian Invasion of Earth competition during the emails and there'll be a brand new competition just for joe lidster because he loves the music it's pretty good music though. Let's, let's be honest here he it's hates not... it <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry joe so i had a dream about him the other day i think i, I tweeted him about it yeah so he was he was a guest at a doctor who convention it was like not so much a convention like it's the not doctor very fantastical dream is the, it the, that, that's quite likely the doctor who experience it was but amazing then, he was he was at a doctor who convention but when i but when i sort of got there the convention was held in a double decker bus and, that's amazing and it was and it was him sort of at the front Get for some reason board. at the top and he's there like, surrounded board. by fans and he's trying to teach them how to drive the bus whilst <laughs> talking about writing for Doctor Who and he's there sort of you know saying okay and that's the handbrake and of course when you're writing you have to remember uh, the characters names uh, okay just put your, your hand there it was just a really weird dream but yeah for some reason I don't the know the thought what... of Joe Lidster trying to explain anything is just beggar's <laughs> belief I sat next to him the other day at uh, Tom Spilsbury's birthday meal and that was lots of fun especially the sitting next to joe lidster i had a funny dream you know the other night and this is just totally meaningless but i dreamt that ken bentley had an identical twin <laughs> our one of our directors ben and kentley ken, ben, ben kentley <laughs> uh, and uh, he he was and i found out i don't know how i found out and i confronted him about it on facetime and he was just so blasé about it and i was going but wh wh which one have i been speaking to i mean which one are you are you real and he said he was going totally identical mate yeah he said well, does it matter we brief each other on what's been happening so i said but all this time i mean do you do you know me better than the other one does i mean he said don't, don't. and he was he was so blasé about it and i was full of fury at having been <laughs> been misled for years uh i don't know why that came up i'd certainly been talking to ken that day on facetime which i do frankly most days um but uh, yeah weird isn't it i bet ken would like an identical twin he's so busy you know he could split his workload would it just be someone else for him to argue with <laughs> <laughs> i uh, uh who is it i think that's sort of based on also um claire buckfield and her twin sister whose name escapes him which is awful um we've certainly worked with them both we work with claire lots lots more i know claire better and uh they certainly when they were younger and they were almost completely identical they used to uh go out with each other's boyfriends and go to job interviews and jobs you know swap swap over that's they amazing that all the time it's an amazing thing being a twin i think yeah anyway Anyway, well, <laughs> twins are cool. That's my comment. You know, uh, yeah, I like it. There's no dilemma about it. No, hey, love it, <laughs> love it. I was about to go, no twins, and then I was like, that's the joke. That's oh, the joke. Anyway, dude, Nick, let's get on with the news, Briggsy old bean. Coming right up, my dear Mr. Clifford. Oh, marvellous. This is the news. 
Torchwood, Gallifrey, Sherlock Holmes and Vienna Retribution. Those are the headlines. Here are the stories that really count. Torchwood Instant Karma is coming out in July this year. A long, long way off, but we thought you might like to hear this rather terrifying trailer. People. Thought you just hit people. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Torchwood, Instant Karma. People hold up the world. Imagine if you could stop that. Imagine if, just by thinking, you could... Help! Help! Help me! Imagine all those people the ones who make each day that little bit harder, that little bit more unbearable. You have to stop this. And you cannot silence the truth. Not in the end. Silence. Just by looking at them. We killed him, didn't we? I think so, yes. That feeling was so powerful. Amazing. I know. We could do anything, couldn't we? I mean, just imagine if you could do that to all the people who annoy you. Would you do it? <laughs> of course not. Big finish. We love stories. Starring Noko Mori as Tosh. Remember, instant karma is out this July. We sort of need Nigel Planer to to just read out the title of that. Instant karma. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the latest Sherlock Holmes adventure is nearly upon us now. Uh, due out in March, a special three-hour adventure, The Master of Blackstone Grange. And it's set to intrigue, excite and baffle you. And here's the brand new trailer now. Holmes? Holmes, stay yourself. We have a case. Once you are ready, pray tell me your tale. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Sherlock Holmes, the master of Blackstone Grange. One evening, when I was hurrying home, I happened to pass by a flower cellar. You want to buy some flowers? For your wife or for your sweetheart? And so, with this blushing young flower seller, you fell hopelessly in love? I did, sir. Remarkable, isn't it? Mr. Holmes, sir, my wife has disappeared. When did it happen? Five days ago. Now, when Jim Sheedy first came to this little town of ours, he arrived from England without capital and without means. With his discovery in the desert, Honest Jim's made us all rich. Before I came here tonight, I was given some news. Out in the desert, it seemed that there's been a problem. Someone's got out. If they find someone to listen, would have quite a pretty tale to tell. My dear Watson, will you accompany me in the morning? And will you give me your word that you will investigate the disappearance of the barber's wife? Yes, yes, yes. The answer to every one of your questions is yes. Very well. Here you are, Mr. Holmes. Ah, oh, thank you. Must be something important, sir. I am to be the bearer of news which shall cause my brother no small amount of anguish. 
Genevieve? Genevieve, what's happened? There's a face at the windows. Watson, come with me. We must investigate at once. There you are, my darling. Don't call me that. You've got 20 seconds to remove yourself from my sight, as I make sure you don't walk for a week. Big finish. We love stories. Our very own Mr. Briggs there as Sherlock Holmes, with Richard yeah. Earle as Dr. Watson. Uh, and you may remember that we released... <laughs> Dr. Watson. What's it's on, Doctor? It's because I was thinking of... Um, <laughs> I was thinking... <laughs> so, oh, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm even saying this. I was thinking of a, a Chucklevision episode where they, they turn up to a murder mystery... And um, they're trying to they're trying to think of identities, and so they look down at two magazines, and one is Ideal Homes, and one is What's On, and so he said, oh, "I'm Ideal Homes, and this is Doctor What's On," and oh, oh dear. dear, yeah, yeah. Oh, terrible. But uh, yes, anyway, so you may remember that we released Sherlock Holmes, The Adventure of the Fleet Street Transparency over Christmas as a special download. And the good news is that this adventure will be part of the CD release of The Master of Blackstone Grange, making it a four CD release. Obviously, it's also available to download too, so yeah. And the new release has some extra bonus material in the form of cast and crew interviews. Talking of which, our special guest interview in next week's podcast is, well, it's me talking to Richard Earle, uh, who is very amusing indeed, talking about being Dr. Watson. He is brilliant. Uh, we'll also be 15-minute te- drama teasing you with the Master of Blackstone Grange in a podcast coming very soon. Next up, it may have escaped your notice that finally, 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 our Gallifrey series is finally all available, finally, as a download. (laughs) That's right. Uh, People keep asking about it. And it's just um, uh, a question of clearing all the rights because some of our earlier contracts didn't cover digital downloads because the contracts were made at a time when no one knew what a digital download was. And, and unfortunately, the contracts specified uh, CDs, I think. So uh, I don't think anyone has been difficult. It's just been a question of tracking some people down who didn't know that we were trying to get hold of them. And that was all done recently. And, and so all the Gallifrey releases are well are now available in your account if you bought it uh, within a, a certain period of time and also available for you to buy Um as a download and and here's a bit of early Gallifrey just to remind you how brilliant it was and is Gallifrey the inquiry a great deal of time and energy appears to have been spent on this affair I understand coordinator Narvin wants it explained he will bring the evidence against President Romana an impeachment that seems a little ostentatious inquisitor two weeks gentlemen you have two weeks For the record, I am Cardinal Braxitel, presiding over this inquiry. We have to inform the CIA. There's no call for that, surely. We don't really have a choice. But what do we tell the High Council? I thought this was an independent inquiry. So it has to be a hoax. There is no such device. Inquisitor Darkle seems to be trying to prove that since a timonic fusion device is impossible to create, I overreacted. I can't be expected to help unless I know everything. There was a complete shutdown on information that was centuries ago. Yet Braxitel knows. He was there. My ruling, as decreed by the High Council, will be absolute. Brooks no appeal or renunciation. We need someone left alive to interrogate. 
Try not to kill anyone. <laughs> That's what Andred used to tell me. It amused him to say it. My late husband. And finally, the latest series of Vienna, Vienna Retribution, is out this week. It's the continuing story of the impossibly glamorous bounty hunter Vienna Salvatore, who takes on the galaxy's toughest cases and most vile villains. It stars Chase Masterson of Star Trek DS9 fame, and here's the trailer for her latest intoxicating capers. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Final Does the issue have any final words? I don't need people to listen. Evidence has been compiled and analyzed. I just need to figure out who's behind it. Yes, is then I find them and I kill them. The prisoner is sentenced to life imprisonment in the slitter. Put down the weapon! Nobody needs the slitter. Drop it! Nobody survives the slitter. Drop it now! The slitter is where the Salvatore will die. They wanted to kill me. I did what I had to do for that not to happen. Don't tell me you're gonna lose any sleep over it. Put me in here for a reason. The murderer. We'll have to fight back! All of them! If that's what it takes! Vienna Retribution. Big finish. We love stories. And just a reminder that our guest star interview this podcast, coming right up after the listeners' emails, is Vienna herself, Chase Masterson, talking to director Scott Hancock during the recording session for this latest series. But now, alas, the news is over. Oh, so it goes, so it went. It flew in on a jumbo jet and it leaves us now on a paper aeroplane. But that's just the way the news goes. Tune in next week for hopefully more news. I like to think we, we have a lot of news. Yeah, it's not like a sort of thing. Sort of, you know, news. A bit of news here and there. Ish. Time now for listeners' emails. You know I love them. And all you, yes, you, sitting there with your, your ear thingies on or your, your car or whatever you do, uh, all you got a have car to do, on, have they? you've got, a, got car, a car on, on. car wrapped around your head like a, like a <laughs> great big BMW sound system. Hat. Hat, yes. <laughs> Where'd you get that hat from? That BMW massive 4x4. Um, <laughs> it's rather heavy. Uh, yes, all you have to do to email us is to email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's P-O-D-cast at squiggly a bigfinish.com. And simple as that. Lovely jubbly. So first up then, it's a big apology from the incompetent Nick Briggs. 
Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank ladies you. and gentlemen. Hooray. The incompetent Nick Breeze. Oh, I thought you said incomparable. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yes. Well, as Anthony Zahetna... Better than incontinent. I would say so. <laughs> as Anthony Zahetna wrote in to point out, he said, Hi, on the K9 and Winston podcast, release date 11th of the 2nd, 18, Nick replies... Not plans. I think he means no plans. I think I'll just point out your mistake, Anthony, because you're pointing out mine. In response to the first listener's email, Martin Havel. Though his question was never read out. What was the question? <laughs> Maybe about further yeah. H.G. Wells adaptations? Thanks, Anthony. Well, it wasn't about that. And this is, you see, as you may remember, I had a stinking cold during the last um, podcast. And the lesson to learn is never try to edit a podcast when you've got a stinking cold. Uh, it wasn't just my voice that was croaky. It was my brain was croaky. And I had no idea uh, how I I edited out the email. The email was very short. And I probably thought I was editing out a cough or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, uh, this is what should have happened. So first up this week, a simple question from Martin <clears throat> Havel. <clears throat> Greetings, Nick and Benji. Long time listener, first time emailer. Shove that on a t-shirt, mate. That's great. Uh, I was wondering if there were any plans to cross over the unit and Torchwood ranges. Thanks, Martin. There are no plans, Martin. It's not a bad idea, though. Maybe we could look into that. Yeah, thank you. <coughs> Answer there from the Briggs. Look at that. Superb, Nick. It's almost as if we were there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, apologies for that one. These things happen. I was only half there. <laughs> only half. Well, the, these things happen though. It's like um, it's like when you're sound designing. If you, if you ever have a, as you'll know, Nick, being a sound sound designer yourself, if you mm. ever have a horrible cold or, or if you're bunged up, you'll find that the the mixes that you do of the scenes when you listen to them back with uh, a different head, you'll mm. you'll be like, what was I thinking? Why is that there? I listen back with my listening head. <laughs> Oh, 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 me old, me old sound designer, Aunt Sally. <laughs> oh, Wazzle. <laughs> Hoot not. That's the wrong show. Had to happen. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Salme, Dalme, Adonai. We got a good bit of artwork about that. Oh, we didn't did, we? didn't we? I've got a lot yeah. of a lot of cat weaseling going on. It seems from Cole Grayless. Yes. What was? What did it say? Something about teach me. The, the wisdom of thy podcast, thy podcastery, thy podcast, powerful wizard. Oh, <laughs> wonderful! I love the way you, you have to do the Baldon face, don't you? Everywhere. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. The chin has to go up. Oh yes, Ooh, yes. Nothing works. Nothing works. Nothing works. Oh, electrically. <laughs> Just random, <laughs> random Baldoning. Well, I changed my Facebook profile picture, and somebody even commented on that with a picture saying "Cat Weasel approves." <laughs> <laughs> Cool. He follows me everywhere. Thy doubter. Uh, disbelieving so yes, dreg. Thy disbelieving dreg. <laughs> nay, nay. Oh, God, what's going on? Uh, so, yes, before we go on, just a reminder that at the end of this email section of the podcast, we'll be announcing the results of the Cat Weasel competition. No, we'll be announcing no! the results of the Martian Invasion <sighs> of Earth competition. Exciting. So, yeah. Mm. Keep your keep your your hats on for that one. Uh, so anyway, first up, this is from David Whittam. Dear Slick and Spongy, <laughs> works. I like it. It does work. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. 
Uh, I was delighted <laughs> when the initial Gallifrey releases were finally made available for purchase on download. Yeah, that's, that's good. I've been buying Big Finish since your first release. I still have a cassette copy of Oh No It Isn't, uh, which for some reason on this, <laughs> this pace it sort of says... Eo, no, it isn't one T one. Uh, well, what's happening? There's some kind of coding difference in his email to my system. Perhaps he's so, emailing or, from space. Or, yeah, from space. Uh, all his apostrophes have turned into little ones, and his inverted commas have turned into OE. Mm. I, I like to. I, I like to think that. Um, I left that's that how he just writes. To amuse you. Yeah. Oe, oh no, it isn't. <laughs> it's like like Wurzelese, isn't it? B B were E remember J were dip no B were E remember J were dip C were L R I were F were F Roberzel that's my name in Wurzelese there we go wow pretty good eh come on come on yeah 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 I feel like I'm having some kind of breakdown <laughs> N were I were C were K were dip B were I were I were G were G were Zell there we go Nick Briggs you'll have to tell me the secret of this when we've got a spare hour well there's a song actually I'll sing it now I won't sing it for you now anyway carrying on with the email uh, I, I'm loath to start any other ranges that didn't one have a download option for the first few releases as I don't want to jump into a series halfway through so this brings me on to my question when do you think we will see the other undownloadable stories made available? I'm particularly looking at the individual Benny stories and Sarah Jane Smith comeback. Cheers, Dave. Well, Sarah Jane Smith comeback, you'll have to have a word with uh, Terrence Dick's agent, he says outrageously, um, who won't release the rights for that for some reason. And uh, Benny, the Benny stories, like Gallifrey, they're all being... Um, sorted out i remember so that should happen i i grabbed all the the benny the early benny stuff i remember i think it was like a convention or something i just grabbed all the cds because i thought i can't grab them any other way gotta have them gotta do it so that's nice that's good news good news some good news today isn't it mm. i like good news so yes uh, that's from dave cheers dave Next up, this from Clay Johnson. Hey, Nick and Benji. I only recently discovered the podcast, but I have been enjoying the audios for years. First, let me say thank you for everything Big Finish does. Cleaning, washing, drying, brilliant. Ironing, particularly. No, I made that last bit up. Not the ironing, all of that. Uh, they have often been my companion on long drives. I recommend Big Finish every time I get the chance, including on my own podcast, a TV review podcast called Two Seasons or Less. Can you guess what we discuss? Can you? I books. Huh? Books, mm. definitely. Liquid, <laughs> liquid seasoning. <laughs> that sounds weird. Um, my only complaint would be that you have more merchandise than I can currently afford to keep up with. Fair enough. Not to say that I don't try anyway. Well, bless you, Clay. Nick, I previously listened to an episode of the podcast and a listener referenced something about your best performances as the Dalek, so I wanted to chime in. My favourite has to be the Oswin Dalek in Asylum of the Daleks. You managed to make the Dalek voice... I, th I didn't know this was all about me. I just picked this because it had a nice picture <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> um, so you, you managed to make the the Dalek voice sound heartbreaking and sympathetic. I've often wondered if footage exists of you performing the full conversation. Either way, it was a brilliant and inspiring performance. Thank you. Well, I'll answer that now. I don't, I don't know whether there is any footage. Uh, the situation was this. Several things I remember. The first thing that Jenna Coleman said to me when I met her was, I'm not doing that voice. 
<laughs> she didn't say hello she just said i'm not doing that voice and i went what well, i don't know and for the read through they did make her do those bits oh how and she funny. was really uncomfortable doing it uh and then um in the studio she wasn't there when matt was doing all the dialogue with the the dalek and of course it was being read in by a first assistant or a second assistant director depending on who was doing what during a take and it's almost it's like a sort of unwritten rule that when they read in they mustn't really do a performance for some reason so it's not very good and i know that matt um likes everything to be as real as possible you know it's something to bounce off and i eventually uh, stuck my oar in which really you must never do in television the one maxim is don't help you know everyone's got their job and you can't start pointing things out but i said listen matt i could turn the modulator off for those lines and i said i know i'm not a girl <laughs> but i could give you uh, something to uh, bounce off and he just immediately said yes please and you know and we and it was it was fun to do uh and uh yeah so but whether anyone filmed that, I suppose they filmed it, you'll be able to hear my voice coming over a speaker, but you won't be able to, to see me doing it. And then in post-production, I had to redub some of the bits that Clara does, or Oswin, sorry, does, uh, with my voice. You know, I'm not a Dalek, I'm not done all that kind of stuff. And they'd edited it really fast and sped it up. So I had to sort of speak insanely quickly and do it over and over again to get it to match. So that was really quite a thrilling challenge for me, that whole thing. It was brilliant. And, uh, you know, and cut together with uh, Jenna's brilliant performance. I think it all comes together very nicely. But anyway, thank you, Claire. It's very nice of you to say that. Uh, lastly, the main reason I wrote in, I'm hoping you can... I, I think that all other parts you did were rubbish. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm hoping that you can pass on my thanks or my thank yous to Hugh Ross and Jeffrey Beavers. Oh, well, I shall try to do this. Earlier this year, I was auditioning for Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None and was asked to read for the part of Wargrave. Now, I did not expect to get it as I'm in my 30s and the character is usually portrayed as much older, but obviously I went for it anyway. I used as my inspiration Mr. Ross's Sir Toby, um, that's from Countermeasures, and Mr. Beaver's version of The Master, The Master. Uh, long story short, too late, I not only got the role, but recently won a regional theatre award for it. So obviously I had to write and thank them for their brilliant performances and inspiration. That's really lovely. If you've actually reached the end of this letter, congratulations. And thank you for your patience and putting up with my shameless self-promotion. Well, you were also very nice to me, so that's nice. Thanks again, R. Clay Johnson. I wonder what the R's for. Reverend, perhaps. Reverend. <laughs> um, anyway, there's a lovely picture of him holding up his medal with oh. the biggest lovely smile yeah. he looks he looks so chuffed and good on you congratulations on your award well That's deserved dear chap well done and finally this is from neil bedell uh, greetings all i have now been a customer of big finish since june 2008 10 years nearly god blimey uh, when I first heard your work on the BBC Davros DVD box set a few months earlier, uh, I had to find more audio Doctor Who, although the first production I purchased was Stargate, which had just been released at that time. I have since then bought way too many titles now. I could count them, but that might be immodest. Almost every range, and we'll go on to in the future. Uh, I've even won one of your competitions once. So thank Ooh. you to all of you at Big Finish Productions for the quality and quantity of the work. On to the questions, though. 
A number of recent podcasts and production behind the scenes interviews have hinted at, and the new Big Finish original schedule has demonstrated, that the release of a production can be months, maybe even years after its inception. And this got me curious as to which productions have taken the longest in telling, uh, excluding the lost tales, that's uh, a cheat, and which productions took longest from uh, contract to release or time taken to record the cast elements or post-production, or in the can waiting for the release date, or which was shortest? Um, well, uh, I don't have a, an answer. I mean, the rule of thumb, as you may have heard me say before, is that it takes about a year normally from inception to release. But that's, I suppose, if all guns are blazing. Sometimes, th sometimes things get delayed, and you're right, sometimes different cast elements have to be picked up separately, although we avoid that as much as we possibly can. And usually try, if we do have to do that, we have those re different recordings take place, you know, as close together as possible. Um, the shortest time... I think we really went hell for leather on the uh, War Doctor and the first Tenth Doctor box set. Although then, you see, we were kind of ready to go with the scripts for the uh, Tenth Doctor box set. And then we just, we thought we had availability for David and Catherine. And then Blog to Who um, blew the story because they'd heard rumours uh, from sources unknown. And, you know, and they were, I think, quite frustrated that we wouldn't confirm or deny. But we couldn't say anything because we just didn't know whether it was actually going to happen. We hoped it was going to happen. And that's obviously how the news leaked out, because news always leaks. Just depends how important people think it is, you know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so then we, we had to wait another, I don't know, how many months, three or four months. So that one could have happened very quickly, could have happened like, like the war doctor, could have happened within six months, um, but didn't. So I don't know how, obviously what does, sorry, I was trying to plug the power into one of my computers here, which is why I probably went off mic. Um, one of the things that uh, slows the process down is if it's a licensed production. So we have to get approvals at all the different stages. So, you know, you could potentially do something like Sherlock Holmes a lot quicker. You just get the scripts and get into studio and put it straight out. You don't have to ask anyone's approval. Um, that said, the last series of Sherlock Holmes, the scripts were written well over a year ago. And so there was quite a delay. It was really Ken Bentley and I finding the time to get around to doing the recording. So that was quite a long time, you know, 18 months it will be, I think, since the, the scripts were first written. So do you see, Neil, it's like how long is a piece of string? <laughs> But I don't know, maybe there was something remotely interesting in what I just said. I'm I'm not entirely sure about that, though. Yeah. Interesting insight, though, into production there and, and the way things kind of... Every, every production's different as well, I think. Things, things often crop up that you don't quite anticipate av availability as well, I think. It's yeah. a big thing. I mean, generally, what we want to do is publicise stuff the moment we've got it recorded because once the voices are in the can we know it's definitely going ahead uh, and then so once it's publicized the impetus is to get it out as soon as we possibly can which is why people like yourself are often under the gun trying to uh, get it done 
But it's all part of the challenge, though, isn't it? Keeps keeps you on your toes. Keeps you on your toes. So yeah. Yes. So thanks, Neil, for uh, from Brisbane, Australia, there for uh, for putting out such a question. It's good when we get these questions because kind of you know each podcast has got its own little nuggets of information. And Neil continues uh, in this email. Actually, says, "P.S. Now, what shall I order for my tenth anniversary?" <laughs> oh, so many things. So many things. Depends what you like, mate. Can't decide for you. Depends what you like. But uh, if anybody's got any recommendations for Neil, email in. Why not? Uh, Neil also says, I recall that Stargate Series 3 waited many months to get one of the leads into the studio to record their bit. That's Uh, true. Yeah. Atoms consist of 99.9999999999% of empty space. That means that the computer you are looking at, the chair that you are sitting on, and you yourself are mostly not there well i didn't i didn't need i didn't need that fact to uh to to, to know that i'm not all there hey. <laughs> hey and uh now on to the competition result ah oh, that lovely music we asked it just for you joe uh we asked you where the first martian cylinder crashes in hg wells novel the war of the worlds i've adapted the story for audio as the martian invasion of earth here's a clip and then we'll give you the answer and the winner they walked right over us was Horsel Common. Everyone who entered got it right, and early today Nick made an entirely random selection of the emails using a number picking system and his eight-year-old son, Ben. Who had no idea what he was picking as well, so that made it very, very, very random indeed. <laughs> and the winner is Dylan Fletcher of Runcorn Cheshire. And he said, in the novel, The Martian Cylinder, or actually he said The Marshall Cylinder, but I'll forgive you for that. The Martian Cylinder. Phil Marshall Cylinder. <laughs> Did somebody pipe in a boy? I've just crash landed in a horse of common in Woking. Good Lord. <laughs> anyway, Dylan, it was correct. So I will initiate the process to have a copy of the CD sent to you. Well, I say I will. I actually did it at the moment. I picked it. So I, I, I emailed. Um, well, I've, I've also added a digital copy into your account now. So it's there. And Cheryl at the uh, warehouse says she's sending the CD today. So chances are you might receive your prize before you hear this uh, podcast. You might think, what, what's this? Oh, oh, I won. Well, congratulations, dude. I hope you enjoy it. 
what a, what an exciting uh, little th- I love things like that when you win something I never win things but when you do I won some tickets once actually I won Ooh. tickets to, to a gig and but I put them in my calendar wrong so then when I checked to go to the gig I was oh. a month a month late <laughs> Oh no, that's well, horrific! Life, life takes over, though, doesn't it? That's yeah, life. I don't think I've ever won a competition. No. Well, perhaps you should enter one. And you you should. People should enter competitions. There are loads of people entered this one, but there were. Um, when I worked for some magazines years ago, it was quite noticeable how the same people would always enter. I bet. Yeah. And I thought if they if they only knew, you know, the odds are quite good that they're going to win because they just saturate us and, and then then we said multiple en- entries are not acceptable and so they started writing in under other names oh, but God. quite often just use the same address it's scandalous isn't it really? same handwriting though it was very obvious well i don't know this scandalous it's just people desperate to win something but yeah yeah i think there are professional dedicated competition entry people who who just spend their lives just going through magazines well, not their entire lives. I hope not, anyway. It's a sad existence. That. The competition man on planet's head. Anyway. you got to enter to win. So, what, but Nick, let's be honest here. You know, you got to be in it to win it. Shut hey. it. <laughs> but here is another competition for you. Uh, the prize, the Churchill Years Volume 2, which we 15-minute drama teased in last week's podcast. That's right, you can win the CD box set of this. Uh, And the competition question is as follows. What did Churchill call the Daleks in the TV story Victory of the Daleks? I didn't write a question mark next to that, but I assure you it is a question. (laughs) What did Churchill call the Daleks in the TV story Victory of the Daleks? The closing date is the 2nd of March 2018. And all you have to do to be in with a chance is to email your answer and your postal address to podcast at bigfinish.com. Good luck. Good luck. And there you have it. Competition over. Emails over. This segment of the podcast is over. I'm drawing a line, a invisible line with my invisible pen underneath it. There we go, Nick. It's, I've separated it. We can't go back. There's no going back. Only forward. It's amazing. I just felt the urge to tell you an anecdote now that the uh, emails and the competition's over about Victory of the Daleks. Oh, brilliant. I don't know whether I've ever mentioned this before, but uh, there was a story I wrote for Big Finish called Victory of the Daleks. Good Lord. And we sent it in for approval and the... um, the the BBC said uh, it was Gary Russell actually was doing the appeals. He said you can't call it that, and I said why not? And he said guess. I said they're not really. You haven't really done one called Victory of the Daleks as well. He went absolutely. He said you've got to change the title. The st- he said the story is completely different. And so I and he said it's Mark Gatiss. I contacted Mark Gatiss and said um, apparently you've written a story called Victory of the Daleks, and so have I. <laughs> got any suggestions of what I should change mine to and he said uh, Triumph of the Daleks I said, <laughs> I'm not sure if he's being serious or not I said I think that I think they're going to say that's a bit similar anyway it was called I eventually called it Patient Zero ah that is interesting actually yeah so it could have been completely different which was originally I'm sure I have told this story before which was originally the title for Mission of the Virons but I was told I couldn't use Patient Zero at the time because there was a Torchwood story with a very similar title 
So I had to change patient zero to mission of the virons and then later on change victory of the Daleks to patient zero because patient zero wasn't a sort of current thing then. I've bored myself. Uh, time now for a... It links nicely with, with what we were talking about up there. A point up as in up towards what we talked about earlier where we we're talking about how long productions take and things like oh, that. Yeah. That's the approval section. It just goes to show that a lot goes into it and a lot oh, has to go through a lot of different little avenues in order to, to get out there to, to yep. what it is now anyway interesting times uh, and and time now for our guest star interview with chase masterson the star of our galactic bounty hunter series packed with thrills spills fun frolics and orange squash i made the last bit up it's vienna salvatore herself over to scott hancock hello i'm scott hancock and i am joined this afternoon by the ever lovely chase masterson hello hi scott how are you long time man oh no it's been a long day no it's it's been five minutes and we just finished and it was fantastic you're amazing oh bless you so are you um for listeners who don't know you're one of our lovely big finish regulars with the vienna series Yes, I'm so happy. We are in season four. Back for more? Yes. Um, for those who don't know, what is Vienna? Who is she and, and, and why should they be listening to her? Well, Vienna is an impossibly glamorous mercenary assassin with a heart of gold mm-hmm. who always lands on the side of good. Um, but she has since left her life as an assassin and she has taken up a partnership with Jexy Reagan, a former cop who uh, I befriended in, I guess it's season two. And we are really an amazing team. Jexy has helped Vienna to grow and to see different sides of herself that she did not imagine. Um, Vienna was a real loner and she was risking her life on a regular basis because she didn't have much to live for. Um, If you haven't heard seasons one through three, I urge you to do that because there's a lot of really wonderful character growth and twists and turns. We've got different wonderful episodes that are socially relevant, like an episode on hypocrisy and religion and what social climbing and how false that is and the falseness of the beauty industry and the things that advertisers make us think which are total lies and well, that's it. it's dressed up in sort of big sci-fi worlds and, and massive characters but yeah. it, it, it's got a real sort of morality to it actually yeah. in some way it's yeah a lot of it and i love that about big finish and i love that about vienna that you can be thoroughly entertained these episodes are really seriously funny in that you know cheeky british way that you all have and yet there's a real solid Ground, grounded quality to them. There's a meat to it that is really exciting. You know, the best science fiction has some morality to it, you know, or at least some lessons for our life that we can explore. And these, these episodes definitely do. So I love this show in so many ways. And Vienna first appeared in a in a Doctor Who adventure with Sylvester McCoy, I think, The Shadow Heart. I did indeed. And and was that your first big finish? It was. It was. Um, well, no, it was not my first very very first big finish. That was my first one with uh, Vienna. But I actually played opposite Tom Baker. So that recorded first. Yes, in Night of the Storm Crow, and I happened to be over in England a little while longer. And uh, when David Richardson said, hey, how long are you here for? Uh, you want to try something else? And I was able to say, yes, that's when Vienna was born and got to play 
opposite Sylvester. And and from there, a whole series was sort of spawned. Yes. So a, a, a sort of happy accident. Very happily. David asked me, he said, Chase, you crashed the server. And <laughs> would you like your own show? And I thought, well, would I like my own Doctor Who spinoff? Hmm, let me think about that one, yes. So... Um, it's just been really, really fun and really exciting. I appreciate the fans so much that, that love this show like we do. Were you aware what you were sort of letting yourself in for? Or, or you know, having not heard any Big Finish, did you know quite what you, you, you were letting yourself in for? I did not. I didn't know how popular it was. Um, I'd heard of it, but um, how I got on the show or with Big Finish was I was doing a convention in Colorado with uh, Fraser Hines and Sam Stone and David Howe, and they all said, you should do Big Finish. And I thought, well, God, that would be a really neat idea. And so I was over in England shortly after that, and and, uh, the rest is history. But um, yeah, I love working with you guys. I do miss lunch now, (laughs) because we've recorded in LA today. So I think next time I'm over in England, I, you know, I'm going to just go to Big Finish and have a lunch. I hope they let me in. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course we will. And you've also been a big part in uh, Survivors. Yes. As well, and the worlds of Big Finish. You've, d- you've done quite a few different things now. Yes, I have. How do they all measure up to one another? I mean, Vienna's obviously your baby. Well, yes, Vienna is my baby. I really also loved working in the worlds of Big Finish. I loved working with Lisa Bowerman. What a lovely mm. actress and lovely human being. And... um I've loved it all. You know, I mean, from the beginning, working with Tom, which was such an epic thing. That's certainly, you know, a bragging rights thing to be able to do. And then Sylvester, who, of course, is, I say he's my Clark Gable. He's (laughs) so thoroughly wonderful and um, just love him. Just everybody, the whole team. It's it's fun. And you know, one other thing that I want to say about Vienna Mm. It's a really great show for women. Well, Big Finish actually have, I mean, the world's a Big Finish demonstrated. There are a lot of very strong female leads in uh, yeah. Big Finish ranges. And that's, yeah. that's brilliant. And, you know, you and uh, Sam as, as Vienna and Jexy have such a strong dynamic. We do. And it's not, the thing I love about the Big Finish stuff is it doesn't, there's nothing about them being women. No. If that makes sense. It, no. it, it doesn't feel like a statement. No. And that's as it should be. It just goes, do you know what? You know, because actually you could take these scripts and they could just as easily be played by men. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and that's the really, you know, I, I think that's that's the mark of progress. Absolutely. No, these pass the Bechdel test over and over every single time. <laughs> it, it, yeah. And, you know, people say a lot there aren't enough for women. And I don't know if everybody, you know, I don't know how big an audience we have that knows about Vienna. Mm. But I feel like if more people knew about it, everyone would listen because... It's so much fun, and it's such meaningful story. Um, we Love Stories really does apply to this show. And, I, I mean, yes, we're back for Series 4 today. We've had a lovely day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you've managed to fit us in in your busy, busy schedule. Um, what, what, what else are you doing at the moment? I think it's important for you to say some of the brilliant other work you're doing Thank you know, you. elsewhere. Thank you so much. I know you're busy, too. So, um Gosh, it's uh, it's been a really good stretch. Um, I'm excited to be working on my next CD. I sing, and I, um, I I sing quite a lot actually in clubs and different places. So I'm really looking forward to doing this next CD. It's going to be produced by Dave Pell, who is 92 years old and produced Sinatra and Count Basie. 
And um, yeah, he ran Blue Note Records and he actually was head of A&R for Motown. Uh, he worked with all the greats and he's, we've actually, he's produced quite a bit of my music before. So I'll be doing that. Mm. And um, one thing that's very near and dear to my heart that I've been working on is the Pop Culture Hero Coalition. It's the first ever organization to make a stand against bullying, racism, misogyny, LGBT bullying, and other forms of hate using pop culture. So using these stories that we all love, let's make them happen in real life. You know, we watch and we listen to these stories of heroism, and that's because they touch our hearts in a way that is really transcendent because we know that we're capable of doing great things. That's why we're attracted to these stories, because it speaks, it resonates in all of us. That's who we are. We are all potential heroes. So we go, uh, we're the first ever organization to do anything like this in Comic-Cons. And um, we have brought the United Nations to their first Comic-Con. I'm serving on the advisory board for the United Nations Association because of this work. Um, Actually, next week, I'm going over to UNESCO in Paris to meet with the international UNESCO team because there's education initiatives all over the world that they want us to be a part of because everybody loves pop culture, right? Mm. People across all all boundaries, all nationalities, all ages, you know, everybody loves a great story about a hero. And so we're taking those stories and we're giving people real tools, working with clinical psychologists and subject matter experts and taking apart what is heroism? When is it, uh, you know, when is it our turn to stand up and say, enough, I'm not going to have this in the world? And I'm sure you can relate the way the world is going. We need more and more of this. So standing against bullying and all kinds of oppression and standing up for justice is what we're doing. And we are now taking this work into schools and showing people how with Star Trek and Star Wars and uh, probably Doctor Who in the future. Um, mm. You know, there's that one uh, one quote, 900 years of space and time, and I've never met anybody who wasn't important. And that's the kind of thing a lot of kids need to hear. They're important. And we're here to show them that. And it's pretty fun. Brilliant. And how did you get into uh, all that? Because, it's, as you say, it's such an important Thank you. aspect. And, I, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people, well, people from all walks of life. It can affect absolutely anyone. But, um, you know, the sci-fi community is so tight-knit. Yeah. And, and so, I don't want to say defensive, but every, everyone's very open-minded and very inclusive. It's a, it's a very inclusive sort of community. It is. Um, it seems like such an obvious place to, to, you know, encourage people, particularly, you know, Doctor Who fans or Star Trek fans or anything. So so much of that is, you know, science fiction is more about the thought and the concept than the action. That's not to say there can't be action in sci-fi, but, you know, right. Doctor Who is a very, you know, he's very much a thinker rather than a fighter. Exactly. And, and yeah, I, I, I'm just curious how it all came about. Oh, thank you. Well, um. For years, I've been inspired by Star Trek fans and the concept of infinite—excuse me—infinite <laughs> diversity and infinite combinations. IDIC, and so um, it's a long story how this happened. But I was mentoring kids coming out of gangs at a place called Homeboy Industries, which is the largest intervention program for gang membership in the world. And I was working with these kids very closely one-on-one. I was working with a guy that had been the head of the Crips, both outside and inside Folsom State Prison. 
And yeah, bad. And I said, how did you get involved in this horrible life? And he had done 29 years in prison and he came out and he was totally reformed and putting a lot of good in the world. And he said, well, when I was in sixth grade, I got bullied by a bunch of kids and my friends and I put a little gang together to get back at those bullies. And they and their little gang grew and we grew and they grew and we grew and our tactics got worse and worse and we eventually got absorbed into the Crips. And he had a horrible life for a very long time. And I started to think about the dynamics of oppression and what a slippery slope it can be for a lot of people and how it is the same dynamic across the board, whether it's kindergarten or high school or the workplace or relationships or gang membership or terrorism or war. It's all oppression that does not belong here in the lives of human beings. And so I was working with them. And then I heard about a little girl named Katie in in Evanston, Illinois. This might be familiar to some of you. She was bullied by uh, boys at school because she was carrying her Star Wars lunchbox to school. And they said, you can't like Star Wars. You're a girl. Girls don't like Star Wars. Well, that's enough of that. Um, so her mom said, Katie, you can be whoever you want to be. And her mom wrote a blog post, and she has a very well-followed blog anyway. So mm. she wrote this blog post on gender equality and on ending you know, assumptions that people have to be a certain way and just letting anybody who be, be who they want to be. And so they went to bed that night and Huffington Post picked up the blog. And overnight, hundreds and hundreds of us saw the post, thousands of us saw the post, and we commented, Katie, you be you. You get to be whoever you want to be. And Carrie, the mom, and Katie woke up to thousands or hundreds of messages and a message from Lucasfilm saying, oh, brilliant. we're glad we... We're glad you girls love Star Wars. So bottom line is uh, Katie um, Katie felt much better. Carrie decided to write a book. Carrie interviewed me for the book. And then she asked if I would help her get it into San Diego Comic-Con. And I said, yes, but let's do even more. Let's form a coalition to end bullying and get the phenomenon of genre fandom together. When you consider that... You know, the incredible power that's in the the genre fandom. Mm. It's crazy. I mean, Star Wars last year made $1.7 billion in the first three weeks. Mm. Why can't all those people, let's get them together and celebrate heroism in real life. Let's be those heroes for each other. So, um, can I tell you one more thing? Of course, of course. Okay, so, I called... I, I didn't know how to form a coalition. I was like, okay, we got to get a group of people. What are we going to do? Ah, kind of like Vienna. Ah, now what am I going to do? So I called the United Nations Association. I looked up their number online, totally called them cold. And I said, um, hi, um, this is Chase um, from Star Trek and um, Big Finish. And um, I'm doing a coalition to end um, bullying. And, well, you guys end bullying, right, with countries, right? And I said, we're doing this at Comic-Con. Do you want to join us? And they said, oh, my God, we've always wanted to go to (laughs) Comic-Con. Everyone loves a Comic-Con. Right. So sorry that's such a long-winded story, but they don't want me, and they don't even want the coalition. They want you guys because they see the power in all of us to make it a better world. So that's what we're doing. And is there anywhere if people want more information about uh, this sort of program and and the way it develops, whether they can... 
Yes, look please. It up on if you would, I'd love it. Thank you. Um, I tweet a lot about it. I'm at Chase Masterson on Twitter, or you can find me on Facebook. Um, the Pop Culture Hero Coalition is the name of the organization, and you can find that at popculturehero.org. And on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, we are at Superhero IRL, because that's what you guys are, superheroes in real life. Brilliant. And, and just before we wrap up, um, the lovely Nick Briggs always likes me to ask our guests, um, what's, well, he phrases it as what's tickling your molecules at the moment, by which he means, what are you particularly enjoying? Are there any TV shows or books that have grabbed your attention recently? Oh, my God. I've honestly, I've been so busy with the coalition. It's been, um, this is a really embarrassing thing. Can I be really honest with you? You're allowed to say no. (laughs) No, I'll be really honest with you about what's tickling me is the desire to see our world sane again, uh, almost to the expense of anything else. It's, it's, It's my passion. And it doesn't leave a lot of room for a lot else because there's so much to do. So I'm pretty much uh, Googling social justice and watching the news day and night until we're right again. <laughs> In the meantime, escapist fun like Vienna and everything else. I'm so embarrassed. From, but that's, yeah, no, but you're right. You're right. And I, I, and I, I have to say... I'm so excited to be back doing this show. Samantha Fair, you're such a wonderful addition to this show as Jexy. And um, thank you, Scott Hancock, for being such a great director. You refine this show in a way and pull the best out of us in a way that um, I've almost never seen anybody work before. It's You're great. Bless. Well, thank you for making it so easy and so much fun. I mean it. And Kevin Scott, we love you. Great producer. And Guy Adams and Jonathan Morris and the listeners for just making Yes, and it. I was going to say, Guy Adams wrote this uh, season four. A three-part yes. I- event. Yes. described as. Guy Adams, I love your script. It's so much fun. We were cracking ourselves up and it's got so much meat to it. Thank you. I... I'm really happy and really grateful, and I uh, I hope you guys will keep listening. Um, it's fun. Thanks, guys. Ah, oh, we love Chase. She is great. She's a force of nature, and and as you could tell there, with uh, the causes she supports, you know, an, an inspiration. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Time now to inspire ourselves further with a randomly selected release from the Big Finish archives. It's only flipping time for our flipping randomoid flipping selectatron. Cue that epic music. Flipping heck. Flipping heck. What are we doing? So it's pulled out, uh, I say recent, but... Good lord, it's it's actually was out a lot longer ago than I realised. Uh, how to win planets and influence oh, people. Yeah, yeah. How to win. Let's type in how to win and get that up. Oh, it's a uh, uh, short trips, isn't it? Do you it know, I had indeed. it in my mind. I was yeah. June 2017, it was released. I had it in my head that it was a, a Sylvester McCoy main rage story, but that's ridiculous anyway it's by james goss and it's uh, narrated by rufus hound who is one of my favorite human beings did i mention that i bumped into him on the tube the other week i can't remember if you did or not but do go on well just in case i didn't yeah i was just sitting there on the way to a big finish recording and i was sort of just sort of uh, i think i was looking at my computer and then suddenly i realized that uh, 
the meddling monk was staring at me waving (laughs) 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 we had a lovely chat lovely fellow anyway he narrated this here is uh, the the trailer stroke clip big finish presents doctor who short trips how to win planets and influence people Ladies and gentle beings, hello! Well, first off, I'm delighted to be here as your guest speaker today. I have to say, I've long admired the work of the Darkon Corporation. You've done a lot of splendid work. The climate catastrophe on Nebulon 4, that was you, wasn't it? The strip mining of the Dandarian Belt, who can forget? And (laughs) the obliteration of the Ostracon Delta. Give yourselves a round of applause for that one. (laughs) Remarkable. But you don't want to dwell on past glories. No, you want to achieve new things. You've set your eyes on the ultimate prize, which is why you very kindly invited me here to tell you all about invading the Earth. Shall we get started? First slide, please. The Doctor. The Doctor. The Doctor. The Doctor. As you can see, he's got a fair number of disguises, all of them laughably flamboyant. Big tip for you, if your security cameras pick up an escaped children's party entertainer heading your way, panic! Big finish. We love stories. One thing about the meddling monk, if you've, if you've not heard uh, Rufus Hound's monk, you're in for an absolute treat. Uh, if, if you're a regular listen, uh, regular listen. If you're a regular listener, uh, it, it would have only been a few weeks ago that we had our Rufus Hound double bill yeah. uh, of interviews. So yes. you can check them out in podcasts gone by. But if you've not seen or heard this uh, incarnation of the monk, uh, it's well worth uh, having a listen to. It's coming up yeah, actually, absolutely. isn't it? In the um, the uh, third Doctor, the Third Doctor range, which the trailer. Should we drop a trailer in, Nick? Well, let's, let's throw in a bit of the, the monk. You're expecting someone else? I can't decide whether to be pleased or offended. Come on, Doctor, it's lovely to see me again. Admit it. I most certainly will not. He's not the master. Him? Ugh, heaven forfend. Some of us have better things to do with our time than shuffle a grudge around the universe in a suit smelling of ogrons. And he's not, well, you know... Another one of you, is he? (laughs) No, he most certainly is not. You'd never strike it so lucky. Well, you never know. After all the fuss with Omega... Oh, you met Omega, did you? How lovely you do move in such prestigious circles. How is the old grump? No, my dear, I'm an extremely irritating, irresponsible meddler. Hmm? Takes one to know one. Calls himself the monk. He doesn't, you know. Probably did a clip there. That's good. Yeah. Um, um, there's a great review quoted on here, which is, makes me laugh actually, from Gallifrey Archive. It said, "It's not often I say this, but I genuinely believe that Rufus Hound was born to play the monk." Well, I suppose you wouldn't say it often, would you? You wouldn't sort of get up in the morning and go, oh, "I genuinely believe that Rufus Hound was born <laughs> to play the monk." Um, yeah. Well, this script is full of some real gems, says Indie Mac user. Uh, Rufus Hound, who savours every last syllable. I give it 10 out of 10 invading forces. Mm, brilliant. So, great stuff. Uh, can't, you can't not the reviews. No, you can't. And, you know, James Goss, you're always on to a winner. It's always going to be something uh, slightly out of the ordinary, you know, um, because I think his brain works in a different way to everyone else's. Yeah, that's that's my hot tip. Anyway, thanks, Ran. 
Yeah, cheers, Ran. You've uh, absolutely pulled up a diamond there. So I'll let you uh, let you off for the week, Ran. You can do whatever you do in your spec. What does Ran do? In this? I suppose he just sort of picks something, random releases. Well, probably something non-random. Yeah, pa- it would be very specific, v- v- very predictable. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know, uh, uh, I always uh, about seven o'clock go down to the library. Precisely seven o'clock. Precisely seven, yes. If I'm one minute early or late, I tend to either hang around or, or just call it off. <laughs> <laughs> Out of anger with myself. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, I'm having the therapy. It's working. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's hard being random and utterly predictable at the same time. I think you'll find. I think you'll find. That was random. You didn't know I'd say that twice. Uh, anyway, so uh, as this podcast melts away like ice on a bright winter's morning on the planet Wintertrotten, just time for Nick to round up with his lasso. What's out there from Big Finish for you good people to wrap around your ear fingers? Yeah, yeah. So Nick, make us proud. Steady. Aliens Among Us, part three, the final part of this epic Torchwood saga. If you haven't got on board yet, get on board. John Barrowman, Tracy Ann Oberman, Kai Owen, Tom Price, Eve Miles. <gasps> What's not to love? The Martian Invasion of Earth. Yes, my dramatisation of H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds, starring Richard Armitage and Lizzie Briggs-Owen. Getting some great reviews. Phew! A project very close to my heart. I hope you love it. It's my love letter to a book that's been the biggest influence on everything I've ever written, actually. Ghost Walk, a Peter Davison Doctor Who story by James Goss, directed by Barnaby Edwards. Beautiful work, including Benji's great music. Oh, thank you, Gossard. The Churchill Years, Volume 2, Ian McNeese, brilliant as ever as Churchill and Madame Vastra is on hand to tip the scales. Scales, get it? Uh, uh, uh. Scales, she's covered in skirt. That's the Yeah, yeah. I like it, like Highly it. recommended. And, of course, you can listen to all the recent podcasts, as mentioned earlier, if you haven't caught up. Always worth it for the guest star interviews and the drama teasers, if nothing else. You, know, you can just fast forward through all this waffle. Uh, Sam Barnett and John Leeson were our two most recent guests with a special section featuring Richard Armitage too. Oh yes, Armitage followers. <laughs> Don't miss that. Armitage shanks. And that's your lot. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, any moment now, or any minute now, as it says right in front of me, uh, it'll be time to tease you with the first 15 minutes of Vienna Retribution. But before that, let's just do the trailer for this podcast. Coming soon from Big Finish, a podcast for the 18th of February 2018, featuring Chase Masterson as our special guest star, the star of Vienna Retribution. What else? We have lots of news, including stuff like Torchwood, Instant Karma. That's right, there'll be a trailer in there, as well as the uh, Black Stone. Oh, you can say that bit, actually. <laughs> well, why don't you say it? What's wrong? Well, don't you well, want to say that? Well, well, I'll I'll say say it then. Then. I don't want to steal. I don't want to steal your vibes. About it. <laughs> I don't, don't want to steal. I don't want to. Should we say it together? Blackst- yes. The master, master of Blackstone Grange trailer march out. Yes. And and Vienna Retribution is a trailer, and also a fifteen-minute tease. There are various other random things along the way. 
Absolutely, our, our regular fixtures there as we pluck random releases from the archive. We talk all sorts of different little things, quite a few anecdotes in this one. We have emails as well. I love an email. So, yeah. And competitions. Oh, yes, the competition. Not only competition results, but a new competition to tantalise and amaze. Uh, uh, there you have it. Another very poor trailer. It wasn't bad, was it? It wasn't, it wasn't uh, our best. Uh, for, for what was actually quite a sparkling podcast. Absolutely. They always are, dear. They always are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So before we go, Nick, I'd like to leave you and all the listeners with a, a, a sentence at random from this book that's in front of me, Daily oh, yeah. Life in Medieval Europe. Oh, yes, please. In which, yes. Um, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> could be an interesting fact monks wore uniform attire derived from lay clothing of the late classical and early medieval period oh. thought that was obvious but uh <laughs> yeah. apparently, apparently it needed to be someone, stated someone had to write it in a book <laughs> i mean what would you write it in a book for that's ridiculous oh who, who would have thought <laughs> it, uh? i must go and have my lunch Yes, yes, too too right. So yes, now it is time to join the deadliest, most glamorous bounty hunter in the galaxy. That's Chase Masterson. It's Vienna Retribution. smell of laser fire isn't still hanging in the air. If only we'd been a few seconds earlier. I, I, I have no idea what I'm supposed to have done. Vienna Salvatore, you are under arrest for the murder of Jexy Reagan. <gasps> Jexy? Like it's full of. Oh. Oh. 
like it, I remember. You'll have to do better than that, Salvatore. I hear the word amnesia several times a day. It's boring, it's dull, it's a lie, always. And who are you supposed to be? Your officially appointed court prosecutor. I'm one of the happiest men on Dill. Really? And why would that be? Because your case is so simple, my three-year-old child could handle it. I'll probably bring a hollow novel to court just to stop me from getting bored. A smug prosecutor. Love a smug prosecutor. I'm horrendously overworked. Don't begrudge me an easy day. Why did you kill her? I didn't. Of course you did. You were caught in the act. Try again. And this time, don't be stupid. Stupid? I'll give you stupid. Of course I didn't kill her. Jexie was my friend. The morgue is brimming with dead friends. Your guilt is not in question. We know you did it. I just wondered why. Fine. I'm not saying another word until my defender is here. Defender? Don't hold your breath. You can't put me on trial without one. We'll make sure someone rocks up on the day. Office junior, probably. Or someone who works in the canteen. You won't see anyone before that, though. That's against my rights. I can assure you it isn't. In cases where guilt is incontestable, the law is allowed to cut corners. What can I say? Budgets have been slashed. You should see the state of my last company flyer. Miserable. Cheapest model on the books. But it isn't incontestable. Because I did not do it. Fine. Keep saying that. It's tedious, but I can't be bothered to argue. Am I just supposed to watch you tap away on that thing? Good thing my wrists are chained. I might not have been able to resist making you eat it. Charming. Just looking up your records. Yourself and Jexie Reagan arrived here on Dill six months ago. We all make mistakes. Set up a private detective agency on corner of Forsyth and Klein. Nice address. Not short of money, then. Why? Need a loan? Tough if I did. Your accounts and assets have been frozen. That's what happens when you murder people. How long have you worked with Miss Reagan? Can't you look it up? No. The records start after you arrived here. Don't suppose it matters. Just curious. A long time. A little too long, perhaps. No. We were good. We were a team. A lot of corporate clients, I see. They pay the rent. Wait. 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 Corporate. Wait. Wait. That's right. Needle Inc. I, we were looking into Needle Inc. Really? Why? Th- there was a... Oh. Oh, oh, why is my brain being so slow? Hang on. Yes. Delphus Investments. I remember now. A couple of days ago, we'd been... Uh, well, it had been a normal day. Normal for us. Security. Not as good as mine, obviously. 
but excellent. You're hacking the thing or flirting with it? Ah! I'm almost there. Well, work quicker. What's the problem? Magnetic clamps are still holding, aren't they? Enjoy it. I have legs. Wonderful, fully functioning legs. They're how I like to travel down there on the ground. Well, I think it's fun. <laughs> because you're insane. Hack completed. Finally. Let's go! Ugh. How are Danella's vital signs, computer? Better than mine, I expect. She is unconscious, but stable, Miss Salvatore. See? Look at her! Access locked. Computer, get this door open. Are you sure, Miss Salvatore? Why wouldn't I be sure? I am currently occupied with trying to take control of navigation systems. There will be considerable delay if I redirect my attention to the inner lock. Navigation's hardly important for now. I wish that were so, Miss Reagan. You are aware of the Joytech Tower? Of course I am. Why? On your current course, you will hit it within 60 seconds. What? what? Get the lock plate off, now! With what? My teeth? There must be something we can... Magnetic, Magnetic clamp. clamp! Catch! Uh. Oh! Got it. You any good at electronic locks? No! Shame, neither am I. Sure, we can figure it out. Long wires, probably should cut some. Uh, but what if you get the wrong one? Computer, how are you getting on with the navigation system? These really are amazing security protocols, but I'm on it. Time to collision? 30 seconds. Oh, oh to hell with it. It's not like we're dealing with a bomb here. Uh, all of them? Uh, You're just gonna yank all of them? Uh, oh. Amazing security protocols. Lousy locks. Get the girl out of the way. Uh. Quickly, look! It is a big tower, isn't it? Pull her up! Uh, 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 I'm trying! Uh, I have attained full access to flyer systems, Miss Salvatore. That lot of you said is now! I am reading a flyer-wide system failure. Your course correction is too steep. What choice did I have? Attempting to stabilize. This is all very exciting, I'm sure, but how exactly is this relevant? It's how we got involved with Needle Inc. Do you want me to talk or not? By all means, just bear in mind I haven't got all day. 
I'm presuming, as I'm not talking to a bucket of charred remains, that you didn't crash. We found somewhere safe to make an emergency landing. In the middle of Dill City. Landed it on top of a train. <laughs> Not bad, huh? I'm sure the Dill Transport Authority would disagree. Oh, we've done jobs for the DTA. They were fine. Besides, we only scraped the paintwork a little. <sighs> and this has what to do with needle ink? I'm getting to that. The case was to rescue the daughter of Bren Vindel. Ah. She'd been going off the rails for a while, and, well... This dumb kid is seriously messed up. Look at these things. Be careful with that stuff. I know. Mood drug patches. Crazy. Happiness. Fine, I get that one, but... Guilt? Loneliness? Shame? What kind of screw-up sits at home and thinks, what's missing from my life is a crippling sense of shame? Someone shameless? Oh, come on. Put me through. Still on hold? And losing the will to live. With an easy-going patch help? Just put it all in the safe. Given how illegal that stuff is, we don't want it lying around. The safe? Like I know where that thing is. Oh, oh sorry. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> you know, most people are happy with a few inches of duralinium, an uncrackable tripodite locking system, laser security, the Vienna Salvatore, queen of the paranoid, she has to keep her valuables in a time bubble. Oh, not just any time bubble, a DNA-linked time bubble. Which is why it always throws me when you open the damn thing. One minute there's nothing there, then whoosh, we have an extra room in the middle of the office. <laughs> Fine, catch. Uh. Now lick the scan pad. Seriously? Lick it? Unless you want to bleed on it. <sighs> decisions, decisions. There you go. I've added you to the DNA lock. Oh. Yeah, is that... Is that 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 little pinprick of light? That's it. Tiny. Until you open it. Thanks. Ah, this starts to make sense. So Jexy Reagan also had access to your money. Did she steal from you? Is that why you killed her? Of course she didn't. I was making the point that I trust her. Trusted. But as we've no way of backing it up, and we know you killed her anyway, can you stick to the salient facts? Actually, no. I don't suppose you'd like to tell me where this time bubble of yours can be found. Possession of illegal drugs. I could probably add a few more years to your sentence. Oh, you'd like that. I suppose it is a bit greedy. And pointless. By the time we're done with you, you'll never leave the splinter anyway. The splinter? Of course. You expected to be in prison somewhere else. No, it's the splinter for you, Salvatore. But do carry on with your story. Yeah. Hello! Yes, uh, yes. This is Vienna Salvatore. Look, I was promised this was a direct line. I need to speak with Vindel, right? Oh, 
What? Right. What's the problem? Right. Uh, yeah, thanks. Computer, turn on News Channel Prime. With pleasure, Miss Salvatore. Unbelievable footage coming in from our camera drones of the tragedy and Mute Rindle anchor. Corp. What's happened? See for yourself. Morning board meeting for the directors of Vindel Corp. Then, all of a sudden, they all get up and... What are they all doing? Smashing the place up? Just the windows. What's their problem? Did share prices fall? Fall is the word. Watch. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. What do you think of that? Rock and roll. like it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Pressing stop.